Hey guys, thanks for coming. I have a few people that I wanted to talk to specifically. Daddy Casper, I, uh, I actually got some artwork from you recently. For coming. And I displayed I that in... I have a few people uh, that I, I displayed wanted to talk that to specifically. In, I'm sorry, Daddy Casper. me up. I, uh, I actually got some artwork from you recently. Okay, sorry. It was going in the background. Anyways, I got some artwork from you recently, and I displayed that in a video, didn't I? Yeah. So, was there something that you wanted to talk about specifically? No, not really. Okay. I haven't talked to you in voice chat before, have I? No. I'm mm. actually fairly new to it. Okay. So, what religion were you originally? I was originally raised as a Catholic, but now I'm an atheist. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, how long ago did you switch to atheism? How long ago did you realize it isn't true? I think I was... 11 when I started wow, to that's young. work. Yeah. And I used to go to like these religion classes and like after school and I was able to uh, convince my grandparents to not make me go. So. Okay. That's good. So I guess you're, I, you said your grandparents, I assume that means you lived with your grandparents or. No, they were the ones that were paying for the religion classes. Got you. Okay. So did they kind of shove it down your throat at all? Did your parents shove it down your throat or was it pretty moderate mostly or? It was pretty moderate, I think, yeah. But uh, when I told them, when I came out as an atheist, they were like, oh, you're going to go to hell, you know. Yeah. But then they started easing off of that and just let me be. Well, that's lucky. And you said you were about 11 at the time, right? Yeah. Okay, that's not so bad then. Um, you had a pretty good head start on me. I was like 21 or 22, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, though. All right, let's see. Um, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. Were there any interesting stories you wanted to, like, tell about, like, the religious classes or anything? Uh, no. Okay. But wait, wait. Uh, there mm -hmm. was this one class that I went to and it was like more of like a seminar at yeah. uh, church and they were talking about abortion and mm -hmm. I actually got to debate one of the people that were presenting. Oh, interesting. Was, okay. So I yeah. assume the people who were presenting were also students or? No, they were, they were um, brought in there to talk. Oh, so they were adults. Yeah. So how did the debate go? What happened? I don't know where, like, I left off on it because it's been, like, what, four years since I talked to him? Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, hopefully you did some good. Hopefully you... Uh, I, I hope that your discourse pushed the conversation forward, at least in the minds of the other students. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm going to see if I can move on to somebody else. Let's see. All right. There was uh, Mausos, Mausos. I don't see him in here at the moment, though. So, let's see. Actually, I was going to talk to Nilotak. I think I talked to Nilotak last time, but um, you're on the list. So, how's it going? Hi. Can you hear me? So, I can. I can hear you. Um, All right. Just making sure that this is working. It's a little bit quiet, but... I can amplify it a little if you... Do you think you can turn it up a little bit? 
uh, is this okay? Is that's this better. A yeah, better? that's good. Okay. So okay. yeah, I talked to you last time, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like there was something that you wanted to talk about. Was it? Do you remember uh, what it was? Uh, it wasn't last time, but it was something that I learned shortly after, like literally minutes after the last podcast happened. Right. Um. So I guess I could share it now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Let's hear it. Okay. So basically, it's how. It's the story of how my mom stopped going to church, and it kind of involves me. And uh, basically, the way I found out about this was I went to my sister after the podcast was over because I was I wanted to talk to her about it, and she brought up a story that I didn't know, but I guess our mom had told her this. Right. And apparently, um, what happened was my parents had me before they uh, were married. My mom was eighteen, my dad was seventeen. They hadn't graduated high school yet. And my mom, of course, decided to keep me, and she was still going to church at the time with her uh, parents. And apparently, the reason why she stopped going to church was because the people at the church were not at all happy with her being pregnant with me. Ooh. They told her yeah. they told her that she was going to go to hell because she had premarital sex mm. and that she was having a child without being married. And all of this stuff. That's messed and up. Yeah. When I found out about that, I was like, oh, my God, I never knew about that. <laughs> like, I wonder why she never told me about that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, your mom is religious, right? Still or not? Not anymore. No, she's atheist. Okay. Most likely because of that. OK, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. It's because of that event, partially, at least. Right. That that made mm -hmm. that happen. And my 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 dad uh is also atheist my grandparents are christian still they were back mm. then but they were not uh instigating the you know everybody call everybody telling my mom to go to hell they actually you know tried to stand up for her which yeah. is good that is but good. she stopped going to church because of it right um yeah i remember when i was what probably 18 or something i got uh, I got kicked out of the religion as most people here know and shortly thereafter I ended up getting married to Alpha Force Zero's mom and then at that point I wasn't living in sin anymore right in Jehovah's Witnesses eyes and of course I still believed it so that was a concern to me like mm. I, that was on my mind yeah. I don't want to be living in sin or something and Nine months to the day after we got married, Alpha Force Zero was born. So we got married April 21st, 2007, and then, I'm sorry, 2008, my mistake, God. And then um, Alpha Force Zero was born January 21st, 2009. It was just like crazy timing. It was just so funny, but anyway... Yeah. That's an interesting story. I'm glad she's on the outside. I mean, I, I look at my past yeah, and I say even the worst of it was worth it to find myself on the outside, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's even even though you go through a lot, at least now you're in a better place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you talking to me again and maybe I'll talk to you a third time, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I was going to talk to Taper Dan Man. Are you there?
you're muted if if you are there fyi by the way guys I don't know if you heard, but there's a whole North Korea thing going on right now where North Korea is meeting with South Korea and all this other junk, so yeah, I figured that's probably why the voice chat in Discord is a little bit smaller. Can you hear me now? Hey, yeah, I can hear you now. Awesome. So, um, I have not talked to you before, have I? Uh, no, we had a brief... Uh... Uh, DM, I sent you a DM, and that was about it. We did right. chat at the Faithless Forum once. Oh, really? You were at Faithless Forum. Wait, who were you? Uh, I came up at the end. I was. Uh, I'm an ex Mormon. Uh, we oh, okay. Chatted. I, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm glad you're on here. So, uh, well, I guess I don't have to ask what religion you were. You were ex Mormon. Do <laughs> you want to tell me a little bit about it? Like, what was it like growing up as a Mormon? Um, it was normal to me. I mean, I personally, I didn't really have any major issues. Um, and I, I mean, looking back, there's a lot of kind of weirder things, but sure. you know, when you don't know anything else, it's just part for the course. Yeah. Um, and then starting maybe late teens and through my twenties, you know, little things started to bother me just with the social issues and what have you. And Like what kind of social issues bothered you? Um, so I was in college during 2008 when Prop 8 was a thing. And the Mormon church was pretty heavy on uh, fighting that. What was Prop um, 8 again? California. That was the California law to make gay marriage legal. Okay. Hmm. And uh, it actually ended up failing and uh the mormon church played a decent part uh decent role in that um in fact they i was at byu at the time and they uh oftentimes they would uh encourage the students especially those from california to get on the phone banks yeah and call people and say you know try to convince people to vote against it um so that you know so there was that there's definitely issues with patriarchy and how women are treated um so all those kind of we say added to my shelf added weight to my sure. shelf sure that's fascinating so it was a but i guess a combination of the whole prop eight thing with the gay marriage and the social issues surrounding women and things like that then is that a fair assessment uh yeah and most of those i kind of shelved and just tried did my best to ignore until about Oh, 10 months ago um so i yeah largely ignored it but i had a i there was a point where i was actually teaching in uh the church there was, i was the teacher of a class that uh they all it was like a small group of people who only spoke french mm. um and so i was teaching it because i speak french and we were kind of going over the organization of the church and one guy kind of raised his hand and we were talking about the priesthood, which is a men only thing. Yeah. He said, well, where's the women's priesthood? And for some reason, I don't know why it was different this time, but it kind of like everything that I had worked to in my, to do mental gymnastics about like all this mental gymnastics to kind of justify everything. Just, yeah. uh, it all came crashing down and, uh, yeah. That's awesome. So, so that, that yeah. was what, like that was like ten months ago. You said roughly. Yeah, in about September. 
That's fantastic. So what was the straw that broke the camel's back ultimately? What was the one thing? What would you say the biggest issue was that you had with the church? Um, well, that kind of put me in a mind to study church history for the Mormon church. Yeah. Um, and once you start digging into that rabbit hole, um, I'm trying to think one was one, a couple major issues. One was the um, manipulation that Joseph Smith had with regards to, um, his polygamous wives mm-hmm. and getting wives, um, that was, you know, it's, it's really shady stuff. Yeah, um, definitely is. Um, by the way, speaking of which, have you seen the YouTube channel Brother Jake before by chance? Oh, yes. I've watched all of them. Oh, yeah, me too. It, it's such a shame that he doesn't have like a bigger library because I blew through those in like, what, three hours or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's such an awesome YouTuber, man. I would love to collaborate with him. He's yeah, so he's funny. good. He does a uh, he is part of a podcast called Instant on Thrones, um, which oh, is, is kind he? of the next Mormon podcast. Yeah, he's one of the collaborators on that. So if you, he, I mean, he's not doing all the brother Jake. It's just kind of him shooting the breeze with some other guys. Huh. So it's not quite the same. What, what's it called again? Instant on Thrones. Huh. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's directed towards ex-Mormons, but they have some interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I've i said this before. I would consider, you know, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses and ex-Mormons something of cousins, right? Because we... Yeah. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> similar in their extremism, and we both knocked on doors. By the way, did you go on a mission at any uh, at any point? Uh, yes, I did, from 19, uh, at age 19. Okay. So where did you go? Where did you serve your mission? So I, I went to this small island in the South Pacific called New Caledonia. It's north of New Zealand. Wow. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And there, it's a French territory, so that's where I learned French. That is awesome. And I assume you were there for like two years, right? Yeah. That must have been crazy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was also, I don't know, looking back, I was also pretty lonely mm. um even though you had a, uh, a companion with you 24 7 right <laughs> yeah it's definitely not a. well i don't know let me ask you I this mean, about there were companions i liked but right so did you switched companions throughout like the the mission right yes i had i don't know off the top of my head at least 10 Oh, wow. So they switched fairly frequently, like once every month or two then, probably, right? Uh, Usually it's about every three months as a rule of thumb, but then things happen and sometimes it's a little longer or shorter. So they were with you basically 24-7, aside from from, like using the bathroom and stuff like that, right? Is that true or? Yeah, pretty much. That was, yeah. You're Sounds always like together, an intense so. time, man. It definitely was. Well, I would not be able to do it now. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad you found your way out, and I'm glad you found your way to Faithless Forum and this community in general. That that's that's good. Yeah, it's been uh, a large help to me in the last few months. So good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I thanks think for I'm having gonna... me. For sure. Maybe we can talk about this again. 
Sure. Okay. Um, I was looking for Mossos, but I don't see him on here at the moment. So let me just see. He's going to unmute Fenrir, Fenrir the God Eater. Um, okay. Thank you. So I have actually seen you in the comments section of John Cedar's channel and a few other places. Uh, how's it going? Sorry, I was doing something. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no problem. So, yeah, you're like in this community, aren't you? Um, were you ex-Jehovah's Witness? I, or? Yeah. I am. That's cool. How old are you now? How long have you been out? I'm, I'm 27, and um, it hasn't even been a year, really, since... I've been out. That's interesting. I know that uh, the hardest years to get through are your teen years. And once you hit, if you make it to, say, 21, 22, you're probably not mm -hmm. making it out. So it's impressive that you found <laughs> your way out when you did, because that's, that's rough. I know it's rough. So how did yeah, you, I, how did you find your way out? Um... I had enough, basically, right? Um, of everything. Um, it was during I had been inactive, or I have been inactive for about three years as a Jehovah's Witness. Right. My mom died a few years ago, mm. and that kind of put me in a bigger depression than I already had been in. So I took a step back from basically being a JW. Right. And that was what a few years yeah. ago you said like three years or so 2014 yes okay um so uh yeah so your mom dies in 2014 and that's when you started stepping back from it a little bit right yeah and i had always had problems with the organization and stuff but oh yeah I had like what able to reindoctrinate myself from twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Basic things that any teenager would have a problem with not being able to date or have friends outside sure. of the organization and stuff like that and not being able to get a real education. Um but I've been able to, you know, compartmentalize so much. Um but after that whole thing with my mom happened and uh, having a pretty difficult marriage, <laughs> right? I was able to snap out of it after going to the last year's uh, regional convention. Okay. So what? Yeah, I sat. I sat through all three days of them, and what got me the most were the the videos of um, remember the wife of Lot. Okay, I I know the one you're talking <laughs> about now. Yeah, I watched them in pure amazement, just and they made me so angry. Yeah, and it's it like I stu it made me so angry. I stewed over it for a few days, and so I was like, I have to hear someone else's opinion. Sure. On this, there has to be someone on the outside that thinks this is crazy just as much as I do, and uh, I stumbled upon John Cedar's. Uh, you know, review of the convention and I never looked back from that's awesome. On. So what was it about like the remember the wife of Lot that got 
you the most? I, I'm trying to remember what was in it. I remember it was like all about the woman's uncle and how he was rich and the girl was going to, or she worked, yeah, she's going to college and she worked at like a Mm -hmm. pharmaceutical company, right? And then they gave everything up, everything for Jehovah. Right. Was there? Yeah. I guess the, um, the portrayal of, you know, quote, worldly people was what got me and really irritated me sure with you know the woman's uncle and the girl's co-workers and stuff like that how they portrayed the supposed liberal girl who was trying to stand up for gay people and stuff like that and yeah. i was i just thought to myself this is absolutely ridiculous and this is not how real real life is right and this is just pure propaganda yeah um i actually did a debunk of that myself if you remember there was a bit in that in remember the wife of lot where uh they she was at the pharmaceutical company doing her work and her co-workers came home with her to meet her parents or something and there's that really aggressive uh girl who whose parents were gay like she's antifa or some shit yeah (laughs) And so, anyway, I do that video, and then YouTube shut it down for hate speech. Oh, my God. So, wow, I didn't know that it was hate speech to call out other people's hate speech, but I guess guess it is. I'll be more careful. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, that's good, though. I'm glad you you made your way out. Um, I think my sister got out at the same time as me. I was about 22. 21, 22, when I stopped believing. And she's 12 years older than me, so she was uh, 34, 33 or 34, probably 33. So, you know, you've got a leg up on her at the very least. You know, that's five years of your life that you've got back. And we can just (laughs) start fresh here and, and move forward. Things get a lot better. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels low huge weight is off my shoulders yeah i do i know the feeling tiptoe around things yeah well i appreciate you coming on and maybe we can talk again okay yeah that'd be awesome all right all righty later okay i was going to talk to uh but it looks like he is occupado I was also going to talk to Teal, but I don't see Teal in here anywhere. Hmm. Sorry, guys. I know that there's a big, long silence. You're just going to have to bear with me for a second. Okay. I'm going to unmute Matthew. Are you there, Matthew? Here. So, um, I don't remember if we've spoken on the podcast before, have we? Nope. I didn't think so. What religion did you grow up as? Are you still religious? I wouldn't necessarily consider myself religious. Well, I'm, I'm technically a, what is referred to as a pagan atheist. Okay. So tell me about that. Um, like, w- what does that entail? If I'm going to get down to it, the pagan things that I end up doing are pretty damn basic. I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear? 
I'm sorry. Say again. Oh yeah, it's fine. You can swear. Uh, the things are pretty damn basic. Usually, they're like the stuff that I do in specific is a like I go to the once a year thing group of people who are also pagans, but um, so, um I do herbal stuff, which means that I basically I mostly make teas. Okay. And I guess in some sense I believe in magic, but it's not like this crazy, ooh, look at the beautiful sparkles kind of thing. It's just like, hey, can do cause and effect shit. But right. in any case, we're off as pagan. You're breaking up a like, little bit there. Sorry, I missed that last sentence. What was that? I didn't start off as pagan. I started off as Catholic. Okay. So, okay, wow, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this that I want to dissect. So, first I'll just ask you about Catholicism real quick, and then we'll talk a little more about the paganism. Um, what, when did you get out of Catholicism? How long ago? Technically speaking, okay, if we want to talk about, like, when I decided I was going to stop going to church, it was probably around the age of 14. Okay. And I got lucky because both of my parents are scientifically minded and okay. they weren't, they urged me to go to church, but they didn't force me to. Right. Okay. So you, if we're going to talk about like excommunication or some, some shit, like I still haven't been excommunicated. So, oh, wow. so I, I guess you like, so 14 years old, you kind of walked away from it. And they didn't really bother you after that? They didn't really try to, I don't know, excommunicate you or anything like that? Are you there? I think I lost you. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. What ended up, what ended up happening was around, I would say, I was maybe 12, I got involved with this online group and they were my first foray into paganism before I decided to do my own paganism and time and the age of 14, I started questioning things. Okay. And one of the things that got me was, um, there's this program that you have to go to every week. It's called CCD. I can't remember what it stands for, but it's basically like Sunday school. Okay. And for two weeks straight, like, and by that, I mean, like, two sessions. For two weeks straight, I argued with my teacher about. Yeah, I'm sorry. And when you, I got done. I lost you for a second. You argued with your teacher about what? Used. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, when that happened happening was I really started questioning it because it came down to having to call the priest in and the priest explained that the reason why is it takes the procreative aspect it takes the procreated aspect out of the out of the uh uh act of sex okay I see I think I so lost you for I a second really there. Started, Go on. 
Actually, I'm so sorry about my thing. My oh, brother's playing fine. Fortnite downstairs. It's fine. And... We'll just take one step at a time. <laughs> okay. Then I decided that I was going to actually, you know, start thinking for myself. Mm. Um, I actually pulled this up because I figured at some point I was going to be going to be uh pardon me if i use the phrase but called on by you oh, okay um, <laughs> <laughs> no problem um the thing is is that what got me completely out of it was there was this so there was this uh day where we were talking about um if there say was a murderer in your house right uh, my teacher was making the implication that the moral thing to do was to um, the, the kids and not fight back. And I made a case against that. And I still have, he gave me the Bible, my copy, my copy of the New American Translation, and he cited it from Numbers 35. And I have it here. <laughs> Okay. Citing it from Numbers thirty-five that you should not that you should not um, fight back, and it was basically this thing about like you shouldn't spill you shouldn't spill blood because then God is going to spill your blood, right? Kind of thing, right? Interesting. That was when I said enough is enough. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you finally you know got to that point. And actually, I was going to ask you. Um, a little bit more about your paganism. So you were saying that you're more interested in the cause and effect aspect of it. Do you feel like there is um, cause and effect to it? Do you feel like you can uh, control things through, uh, through your spells and things like that? What I try to focus on is stuff within myself, and this means that a lot of the stuff I focus on is grounding and just becoming more aware of my surroundings. And when it comes down to the more cause and effect things, I think the best example that I have is I'm currently burning a candle that I've given a specific intention of it basically being, hey, my fiance to get a job right i personally don't always expect the candle to work but you know it's always a nice little oomph. right i i can understand where you're coming with that so you don't always expect it to work but you expect that some of the time it will work is that a fair assessment what's funny is that i've actually taken on a very uh you could say a very scientific method of it. And what I mean by that is that when I write down stuff that I'm going to be doing, I write, write the conditions of what's going on in the environment. I write down what I'm doing. I write down the results, things like that. So what have the results been? Have you seen uh, your wishes come true, quote unquote, more often than not? Or... It's an interesting thing because I've actually seen, like, there are a lot of different types of things you can work with, and I've actually seen it more when I do things that aren't related to 
I guess, my version of magic and more related to more traditional things. Like, for example, I have a couple, basically, these figures, and they have blank eyes. You're supposed to fill in one when you have your... to fill in one when you have your um wish and you're supposed to fill in the other the other one when that wish is fulfilled i have had two dharma that have been filled already okay that is very interesting i it's both an act of what is it luck and of perseverance though because they were based on i need to get out of this house yeah and I need to get my associates, and I got both of those, so... Okay, that's good. I would actually like to talk to you about this a little bit more, um, possibly the next time, because there's a lot... Of, there are a lot of questions I have about this. Um, actually, no, that's all right. I do have to let you know, though, that I'm yeah. I'm actually working Sunday night, oh, so might bad. have to be on Thursday. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll put you on the list for Thursday, so... Okay, thank you. Yep. All right. Thanks for talking to me. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to mention real quick before I talk to anybody else that I currently answer all DMs that come to me. I don't know how long I'll be able to do that. It depends on how big I get and how fast. But currently, I do. So send me a message if you guys want to talk is send six bit a message if you want to talk to me on the podcast and um yeah i'll be available through dms basically anytime so okay let's see just looking for the next person i was gonna talk to p funk are you there p funk yes i am we talked last time didn't we yes we did we talked about just kind of random things about how i uh was catholic you know right so, did you have something specific you wanted to cover? You just want to chit chat again? No, I. For any of you on the podcast, this time I have something special. Okay. To talk to, talk. I brought my religion notebook okay. from school, and it has all of this random stuff that I've just been compiling over the course of the year. All right. Well, um, let's have some. This notebook. So, all right. First of all, I just wanted to look at this. This is, this is like what they call like the soul and the will and stuff, how they define what separates humans from other animals and kind of things like that. Okay. So there's, so there's this model of I, my priest who comes in the class on Thursdays drew this last day and he said, right here, where is it? It's here. Okay. So every animal, according to him, has like emotions and guts. That's how he phrased it. He, every animal has emotions and guts. Emotions and guts. And by the way, if you if there's something you want me to put up for like the people on the stream to see, then just put the picture in voice chat for, and I will um, um, I'll put it up. On I, the mm, oh, I I don't I I'm you don't sorry, have to. That's, that's fine if you don't have yeah. anything. But go on. So he said yes. animals have emotions and guts. Yes, that's how he phrased it. And then he elaborated a bit, and he said feelings, desires bodily functions, things like that. God, I would love to just like ask him questions about that. There's just so many holes in that. Yeah, it's it's a bit flawed. So that's what every animal has, right? Right. So then he goes on and says that humans 
like angels and all the things in heaven, have two other things that make them different from all other animals. First of all, there's a will. So the will is basically the will to find truth and to live. Right. Which is like animals also will, which is dumb. Right. They they can make decisions. They have what one would uh, call free will, I guess, if you believe in that anyways, right? Yes, yeah. So, yeah, the will is one part, and he pointed to the heart when he said that. That's just dumb. Right, Second, as opposed to the brain. Yes, but he, he, I think he did this as a symbolic thing because the next thing that makes humans different is the intellect. Okay. So humans have the ability to rationalize and think about, like, focus in on one thing, and they can plan and they can look ahead in the future. Right and things like that and they can also remember things a lot really easily right and you know what i find interesting about that is the fact that animals can look ahead and um, yeah they can look ahead into the future and they can remember yeah. things too uh, sure it's to a yes. lesser degree sometimes and yeah. maybe some of them don't have object permanence others do uh, babies don't have object permanence but adults mm -hmm. do things like that the the line between animal and human is a lot more gray than people want to think it is, and Christians want to think it is. Yeah, they want to separate the chosen race from everything else. Yeah, make it special. Yeah. So, com so the um the analogy he used is that if you dangle a stake over a, a pit, a human's gonna look down and say, "Wow, those spikes are gonna kill me," but then a dog would just leap off the cliff and kill itself. Right. Okay. And th that's a terrible analogy because animals have a fear of heights naturally. So when he saw that cliff coming, he'd probably stop and look down. Certainly. Which is, yes. So that's a really flaw. Big, they big just flaw. make claims like that without uh, thinking whether or not they're true. They sound true, so they say them a lot of the time. Exactly. That's exactly what Catholicism is. It's making something sound true so that it that Catholicism sounds right. Yeah. And so he said that combined intellect and will create the soul. Now, I, I the moment he said this, I thought of a really funny thing. So apparently humans have a soul because they have intellect and will. And animals don't because they don't have intellect or will. We've already established that animals, like dogs and cats, have a will to live, correct? Sure. So they have wills. And they are also able to form rational thoughts, like keeping themselves alive. But and then, plan he, ahead. yes, but the the Catholics can't rationalize their own beliefs. So Catholics have no souls, and animals do. There you go. <laughs> that's that's one conclusion. Yes. Um, do you have a little bit more time? Because there's I do. Yeah, I got a little bit more time. Okay. So the second thing, I think I accidentally wrote it down on the wrong notebook today but i do remember what it was it's something it's an acronym called habits <laughs> and the moment i heard that i'm like oh where this is gonna be good right <laughs> so basically it stands for let me try to remember it stands for holy hour accountability bible reading i what is i i don't remember what i is no invest in the parish t is can't remember and s 
It's something else. Okay, so Sacraments. I've got holy Sacraments. hour, accountability, Bible reading, invest in the parish, and then what was S? Uh, S is sacraments. Sacraments. So basically, there these are the six things that you have to do to be a good Catholic, according to him. And one of those things is give us money, obviously. Invest in the <laughs> yeah. parish. You have to give them yes. money to be a good Catholic. Yeah, and also like time and talent, things that could be used doing actual things in the world. Sure. Give those to us because then Christ will become sooner. I don't know. You know, it, it feels to me, as a side note here, that if God wanted money, he could just conjure it up. I don't know why he needs my money. Oh, but he's too prudent for that. Right. We just, yeah, we can't right. do that. That mess up the government, which he follows. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> he, he tried to justify God by saying, oh, God pays taxes. Okay. God was in the Pontius Pilate. Okay. So... H is holy hour. Basically, pray an hour a day. That's Jeez, that's a lot of praying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't it where Catholics have, like, um, they have, like, unique prayers that you just recite over and over? It's the same prayer? Uh, yeah, um, it's the Hail Mary. Right. Hail Mary. That you, it's called the Rosary. Um, it's basically, there's a weird pattern to it that's hard to remember, but it's, like, there's a few prayers that you say at the beginning. Then you repeat the Hail Mary 10 times. Then you say a longer prayer, 10 times longer prayer, 10 times longer prayer, 10 times longer prayer, 10 times, and then you finish that weird pattern. God, and you touch one bead each prayer, right, or something? Each Hail Mary, yeah. You touch the bead, and there's 50 on the um, the rosary. And it takes about an hour to pray it through church. That is... I, I talked about this, actually, in one of my videos. That is a cult tactic seriously yes. that is a cult tactic whether people like that or not that's what it, it is trying to the, the way it's a cult brain. is because people in the inside like doing that yeah. that's the thing they don't have a problem with that they're like oh, let's get closer to jesus yeah. and sit and, and sit and here's the thing the worst part about it is that you have to kneel the whole time Ugh. so there were kids like a few months a few a weeks ago we had to do it for just because it was a special day yeah and there were like five first graders that fainted during the thing god just from like and, kneeling for so long huh yeah and n no one did anything well okay some people did something about it but there was only like one person and that everyone else is just kept abuse if i've ever heard it you know making a kid stay in a position for so long that they pass out that is straight up abuse and it's excused because it's religious yes it's just it's just messed up. It's it is corrupt. Okay, quickly just go through because sure. we spent a lot more time than I thought. <laughs> a accountability, basically have a friend that will rat you out if you do something wrong, which is again that's another cult tactic. Like, yeah, like the Jehovah's Witness thing yeah. that you were talking about. Like your friend saw. I have the bite model them. up. Oh, we'll get to the rest yes. of those. Don't worry. I just want to point and this then, out. I have the bite model up here and. That is under, wait a minute. Um, Behavior control, probably. Maybe. I'm looking at the list right now. Oh, I don't I don't see it. Uh, emotional control, I think, actually. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, okay, go on. Okay, B, um, what did we say? It was Bible reading. It was reading. Bible reading, yeah. Another behavior yeah. thing. Because basically, while you're praying, read the Bible, study it, make sure you know it. Yep. 
uh, I invest in Parish. Give us some money. Give us your time. Yep. It's that. Try to remember what T was. Time. Or I assume time. Give no, us your time. No, That's also, that was just invest in Parish. What's oh, okay. T? Okay, I wish I wrote it in the right notebook. What was T? Okay, okay, move on. S, sacraments. Basically, immerse yourself in our faith. It's beautiful. Do all these great things. Yeah, I'm trying to understand that. So sacraments, the word itself basically means, uh, what, just holy objects? Is that? Okay, um, have you studied Catholicism like this? Eh, A little bit, enough to make a couple of videos on it, and that was fairly Mm -hmm. extensive, but. Well, basically, sacraments are just, as it's defined by the Catholic Church, outpouring of God's grace. Okay. So when you participate in the sacrament, you get a outpouring of God's grace into your soul. And there are seven of them. Oh, okay. Different ones. Uh, Lutherans only have two, I think, and other things don't even have them, but Catholics have seven. Wow, I need to look this up. I didn't even know that. Interesting. Uh, it's like marriage, Eucharist, communion. Right. That's the same thing. Um, confession. Like, so you, uh, I guess the S means just follow the sacraments, like confess and things like that. Regularly do those things. Okay. Be of Christ. Be one with Christ. That is so interesting. Completely not only do that, but like make that a regular part of your life. And it's a habit. It, that whole acronym is habit. So it's basically telling you, do this, please. Constantly. We want you here. Yeah. Uh, just always in your mind, just always thinking about it. Being yeah. They want to mindset. just, they want you to completely wrap your life around their religion. Yeah. De- depending upon just words and actions for yeah. your whole sanity. I, it must suck. If you're like 60 and you realize it's wrong, you've just wasted your whole life pretty yeah. much. Yep. I know. Um, I mean, like I said, I actually got out of it when I was uh, like, I stopped believing it when I was like 21 or 22. And I feel like I wasted those years of my life. But all you can do is move on, right? Yeah. But what what, what else do you have to move on to when you're 60? You know? I know. Like, yeah. you, it's near the end of your life. You don't have much golden years. That's what. Go golfing yeah, and don't go to church anymore, for one thing. I. <laughs> I actually have a friend who's fairly recently stopped going to church, and he was doing a lot for that church. Like, he was live streaming their stuff and all this stuff, and now he's starting to realize he doesn't really believe it anymore, and he has to find a way to gracefully back out of all of this time and work he's been putting into it without upsetting them, you know? That must really suck. Maybe he could say, like, oh, I'm moving to a different area, and then just completely... Yeah, that's true. Do it Jehovah's Witness style, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like faders <Just>, do. <laughs> yes. But anyway. Well, yeah, uh, there are some other things, but they take a lot more time. It's talking about, like, like existence and... Right? It was virtue. pretty interesting, actually. I'm yeah. If you're interested, I may have you on another one. Would that be good? You want to do that? Yeah, that'd be fine. Come on another cool. one? Okay. Um, if you really want me to, at the end of the year, I could mail it to you. All right, that that would be cool, or just photocopy ha- it or something. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I have a marking in here, um, somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere on page like twenty. 
and I marked this on the page in that antique page. This is around the time I became atheist. Oh. So, so you, you can see like the change in how I phrased my journalings and things oh, because awesome. before then there's like journals that you have to do. And I would like put my whole heart into it. I would be like, Jesus is amazing. And yeah. Jesus take, teach Jesus and be a preacher. That and then, is like after awesome. that point. Yeah. And then after that point, I, I, let me just find a journal of one thing. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about like, ed, like academia when yeah. it's supposed to be about like how Jesus helps you learn. I'm just talking about the learning, like, a, like deliberately avoiding talking about Jesus. Yeah. That is so fantastic. It's like, you can see your mind changing on the page. That's oh, pretty oh, cool. oh, the, I found the actual habits part. I guess I had put it oh. on the page before. What was, um, what the was tea, it? The T is tell others. Oh, oh my God. There, tell there's others. another marker. Bravely tell others your faith and invite others to it. Be a warrior for, for Christ's mission. It's painting your mission as like a war against everyone else. Oh, yeah. You know? Mormons it's do like, that. Jehovah's Witnesses do that. They all do that. Freaking crazy, man. Yeah, it's like it's us versus them. Like you said yep. in your recent video a few hours ago. It's yep. like you have to fight for this because it's true and everyone else thinks it's false. Atheists are attacking us <clears throat> just like how the Romans persecuted us thousands of years ago. We've got a battle. Yep. It's That's it's that mindset. It's that us versus them mindset. Also, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. Hopefully, we'll talk again uh, next yeah, time or great. the time after that, okay? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I've taken up a bit of your time. Oh, so. you're good. It was really interesting. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'll have this notebook for you some other time. Okay, sounds good. All right, goodbye. Yeah, it is that us versus them uh, mindset that he was talking about. Um, the bite model here has that in it under thought control instill black versus white us versus them good versus evil thinking it they treat it like a war they treat it like it's uh like they're fighting a battle i don't know if you guys remember but there was a mormon video about um let's say this as gracefully as i can teens touching themselves and uh yeah it was actual battle uh imagery now oh, i i'm not gonna go to youtube I, I don't know what's on there i'm just gonna i'll just i'll just tell you to go look at it i've debunked it before you guys have probably seen it but yeah it, it's fascinating to see that that mindset develop in somebody or exhibit itself in a group of people so thanks for coming on uh, let's see. I was going to talk to, um, I have a list of four people I was going to get to, but I don't think they're on here. Hmm. Okay. All right. In that case, I'm actually going to unmute Oriax. Are you there, Oriax? Yes. How's it going? Uh, we haven't talked on voice chat before, have we? Oh, we have. It was just very short. Oh, okay. You weren't on the podcast, though. No. Okay. Okay, didn't think so. So tell me, what religion did you grow up as? I was originally um, a Methodist Christian. Oh, really? That that one is generally viewed as, at least by me, as fairly moderate. Did your parents shove it down your throat? Was it kind of oppressive to you, or was it pretty moderate? Um, 
Yeah, um, to a degree, um, but it, it was more of very subtle things they would try and just like try to get me, uh, especially once I figured out I was an atheist, at least at the time. Sure. Um, they tried to push it back down my throat. Sure. I, uh, I've mentioned this before, but Alpha Force Zero goes to a Methodist church, and I was just at her great-grandma's house, who's super religious, doesn't believe in evolution, or doesn't accept evolution, actually. Evolution's something you accept, not something you believe. That, that aside, um, yeah. she told me that, I mean, it's never been a problem because she's a sweet lady, you know, she's not mean, she doesn't hate gay people, she doesn't hate anybody mm -hmm. for anything generally, but she, um, yeah, she just told me earlier that they're having a church camp thing happening at the end of July, and, and she wants Alpha Force Zero to go for a week to church camp, and that is mm -hmm. a full-blown indoctrination session yeah you know yeah. so i'm really not sh i don't want to tell her that i'm an atheist she doesn't really know she would she wouldn't hate me for it but i just don't want to hurt her you know so anyway yeah. what yeah. i don't know what um, do you think of it with with that um that's part of the thing um i believe my parents had said like oh um this is before they knew of course that uh, i was atheist again um but they had said uh Oh, like you know, well, we we could send you off the church camp or whatever, like that. And I was just like, that yeah. that just sounds terrible. Yeah. And um, I I learned generally from it is that um, from other friends and stuff, they 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 take you up to this uh, to this place where it's extremely spiritual, and you're in this bunk place with like a for like a week plus, where it's like all you do is just basically read the Bible and just do like nothing else. And yeah, I'm like that just sounds boring and just indoctrinating and just all this. And it's part of the reason why uh, I, I don't tell my parents um, uh, certain things, especially about my current religion and other sure. stuff and status. Are you still kind of dependent on your parents by chance, or are you out on your own? I am dependent on them currently, yes. That's but uh, yeah, Wanna... I, I do I do have uh, plans to get uh, get away from them, and if they did find out by some other means than me telling them, I I, I would have a backup plan. Okay, that's not so bad then, I guess. Is your aunt, yeah. like, non-religious also, or just not crazy about it? Or? Uh, like, family? Yeah, you said you yeah. had an aunt that that lets you get away from them, right? A little bit? Um, I have a grandma. Um, She's going a little, like, crazy because oh. she's that old. She's, okay. like, slowly losing her mind. Um, but yeah, just in general, um, she's, she, she generally was, is pretty like, okay with stuff. Um, there are some family I do tell, but, uh, sure. there are some religious, um, like really religious, like Catholics. I had brought up something. Um, I had slipped up actually at a family greeting and, uh, or, or something and, and said, um, something about God or something. And, uh, my, my dad's half is uh, extremely Catholic, like devoutly Catholic. Um, and it's very apparent. Right. And ha I had um, an uncle or something. Oh, I, I thought he was going to punch me. Really? I mean, he, he, he went off the deep end. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to change the subject. Yeah, for sure. People yeah. get crazy about it. And, you know, I have a an idea as to why they get crazy about it. And I think it's because 
a lot of the time you have some kind of a, like a traumatic event happen, like a family member dies or something like that. And you just throw yourself into religion. And I think that mm. a lot of the time it's obviously a coping mechanism. And when oh, you yeah. challenge that, I think that people feel like you're challenging there. I feel like sometimes they're saying, are you telling me that my mother is dead? Like they're for the first time they're having to accept these traumatic events happened. It, like religion is allowing them to stay in denial about it. And by you challenging that, it's it's like you're forcing them to come out of that denial. And that's why I think people are so um, defensive, I guess, about it. That's just a hypothesis. Though. Yeah, I, I, have an, I have another theory as well, um, sure. is that whenever, uh, do, you, do you know the concept of the self in like, philosophy? The concept of self? Yeah, you mean the sense of self? Uh, I I may go yeah, ahead and tell yeah. me. Um, it, it's it's like this, like what you define as what is you, like what makes you human per se. Yeah. Okay. And for for um, theists, a lot of times, or just Christians in general, let's just say, um, they particularly take the self and they uh, they remove it. They basically put it into the collective and just say, "Well, I, I'm part of God. I'm I'm part of His." Sure. Is, uh, I'm I'm a sheep. I'm a shepherd. You know, and all yeah. and all that, and they make it out to be like they are God. That they they are one with yeah. God, and it's it's really weird. It is. It's like like whenever when you talk bad about God, then it's just a denial of their self, and that that's when they get really angry. Yeah. Um. Interesting that you say that actually, because you may have heard of this study, but there was a study done where they put people under an fMRI to see what parts of their brains lit up when asked certain questions, right? And when asked questions about what somebody else thought about something, like what do Republicans think about abortion? Or what do Democrats think about um, taxes or whatever else? They would explain what they thought and a certain part of their brain would light up. But then when they were asked, what do you think of that issue? a different part would light up. So one part of your brain lights up for opinions that other people have, and another part lights up for opinions you have. And when asked um, about the Bible or God's opinions on things, their part, like the part of their brain that identifies as what they think always lit up, not what somebody else thought, interestingly enough. So that, that means they think... Uh, it basically means that they what they believe is what God believes. They got they're projecting God's viewpoint, or they're projecting their viewpoints onto God's viewpoints. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I believe one of the things, especially with religion, is you have to be careful um, with with who picks what religion and why, because yeah. usually it's r real. When someone is, at least in my opinion, extremely like devout and you're not going to get them to change it's that they are they are either they either have created it or they completely already had ascribed to those beliefs and pure belief um whether it's atheistic or with any kind of uh, actual god yeah um would be well i've been so convinced that there's no other way i can see reality and there are right. people like that i think i'm one of them surprisingly <laughs> right that is um, interesting you consider yeah. yourself one I, I'm aware that it just like I 
sure i could go back to being an atheist but it's just like i I don't i don't see i don't see it being possible yeah i kind of agree with you there i really don't think that it's possible and by the way um at the end of the podcast i always unmute everybody so i'm gonna start doing that but yeah i agree with you um it's really not possible so uh I, I don't know that I would call myself an anti-theist outright. I would definitely call myself an atheist, but anti-theists yep. have the burden of proof in that in that whole thing. And I don't need to claim that he doesn't exist because it's not my responsibility. But on another well, note, I really can't see how it's possible at all. I, I'm one of those people who would say that it is completely... Um, it is completely, at least within people's rights, to tear down organized religion, but that that's, right. that's really controversial, of course. Yeah, I don't know that I would want to ban anybody or any religion or anything. I think that freedom is important, but I, I feel like if we fought it, if we fought their ideas, we would be better off. I feel like we'd make more progress <laughs> that way, because banning their religion will just cause a backfire effect and strengthen this whole it'll just strengthen strengthen this whole persecution complex they have going on anyway thanks for coming guys i appreciate it and i will talk to you on sunday i'm not sure what time yet i'll announce it